Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Okay, she's drinking. <laughs> hey, Matt. I just took a swig of a $40 bottle of champagne out oh, of a yeah. bottle. Thought it'd be a great idea. It wasn't. Here. Also, I'm pretty sure that my butt is bruised. So, um, that was yeah, for that's my you combo. To fill me up, but you just took one. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just handed me a glass and I just took it, assuming he was letting me use his glass. Nope, pouring it out for him. Ooh, hear those sounds of the. Yeah. I was like, where's that static coming from? <laughs> oh, it's the bubbles. Bitch. It's the bubbly. Anyway, we're going to kick things off today, as always, with Worst Things First, where I talk about the worst news of the week. After that, we're whipping our hair back and forth and also talking shit about it. That's right. We're diving deep into hair. And finally, our guest complainer this week is Stacy frickin' London. Yes, it's true. The What Not To Wear goddess graced us in the studio. We had so much fun talking with one another. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's all get bangs and start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First... Authorities in Louisiana. Wow. Are you from there? (laughs) Nope. Couldn't tell. Um, Say a woman who worked at a medical clinic has been arrested for selling fake doctor's notes to high school students so they can get out of class. Nice. Get your coin, girl. Yes. (laughs) This is what I call an entrepreneur. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a shiro. She's an icon. She's a businesswoman. Uh, yeah, anybody who says this is wrong is anti-women in business. STEM. Don't shame her. Truly STEM. For starting her own hustle. This is how it's done. I want Charlize Theron to play her in a movie. I would watch it. 
I would absolutely watch it. Blockbuster hit. So it's a 52-year-old. Her name is Belinda Gale. Of that's course not her name her is la- Belinda Gale. I haven't even gotten to her last name. What? <laughs> Those, that's her first and middle name, I guess. I love it when like a, a woman has two first names like that, but mm-hmm. they're not like, it's not a Mary Beth. Mm-mm. It's not your typical, like, oh, Debbie Lou. No. It's just like two random names put together into one. <laughs> right. Belinda Gale. And then another name. Um, she was charged with uh, filing or maintaining false records. Because, she, yeah, she worked at a medical office. Um, and she was found to be selling medical excuses for $20 each. It's like a bargain. Well, I guess they found out because at least two students had received excuses on 14 occasions, <laughs> which means each of these, they each paid, what is that? No, oh, don't ask me. You're the math guy here. They each paid seven. Okay. Between, let's say they each got seven of them times 20 is, that can't be right. 140? Sure. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> you are tipsy. <laughs> 140 bucks to get out of class seven times. That seems reasonable. Yeah, definitely. Right. I'd absolutely pay that to get out of something once. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have. That's I, I always say, whenever I buy a ticket to an event, you have to decide whether you're whether it's worth that amount of money twice. Once when you buy the ticket and twice on the day of when you're like, do I even care enough? <laughs> To actually go. Wow, that's like the most wise financial advice you've ever given. Right. I mean, have you already spent the money? Yeah. (laughs) So you might as well. But sometimes I'm like, it's worth $140 for me not to leave my house. Amen. So I'm just going to stay on the couch Mm -hmm. and not go. I mean, I did do that. I accidentally slept through our viewing of Downton Abbey. Yeah, and the tickets were actually $150. (laughs) No, they were $20. But still, I absolutely forgot we were supposed to go, and I slept through it. It's fine. I watched it alone. I didn't. I was with two other friends. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good. Next, Delta Airlines has agreed. I don't know if you heard about this story. No, but I don't like Delta, so I'm excited <laughs> to see where this is going. Well, they got in some shit because someone um, watched a version of Booksmart, the movie, and Rocketman, the movie, and noticed that they'd cut out uh, oh. the like LGBT sex scenes oh. from both of those movies. Yeah, they edit their movies on the planes. Right. And someone was like, you're literally editing, like for Booksmart, I guess they'd edit it out. Like, the a bathroom scene? Well, there's, yeah, there's definitely like a lesbian sex scene, but then there's even like kisses where they were like, they edited them out and like everybody got super mad, obviously. Yeah, because it's a perfect um, movie and you're and ruining so, it. Yeah, I, they finally agree that they will show unedited versions of both movies uh, after catching flack. Um, yeah. You know what else they should catch flack for? The fact that they had a new airplane with no motherfucking outlets on it for an across country flight. Every yeah. That's insane. It's like this is 2019. It's a new plane. Who makes a new plane without outlets? I want a flashlight at every <laughs> every seat. I want to be able to watch full-blown bareback gay sex on my screen. And I want to be able to plug in my uh, my electronic dildo. That's all we're asking for, Delta. Next. A high school student in Florida, only in Florida, was busted last week for allegedly trying to hire a hitman to murder a school staff member. 
<laughs> Allegedly. Um, even though he admitted to it. Officials claim that the 18-year-old wrote to another student on Instagram and said, I need a guy who could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to find a hitman. Right. And then he offered the student $100,000 to kill the unidentified staff member and at some point said, no joke, I need him eliminated as soon as possible. Damn. <laughs> I'm just like, what happened between you and the staff member that would make $100,000 like, oh, you didn't turn your assignment in in time? But you have $100,000. So that's more than I have. It's more than that teacher's making, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. You Just could give the pay them to go away. Yeah. You take half of that. That's like five teacher's salaries. Yeah. In Florida? You know how much you could buy with that? A whole lagoon. A whole lagoon. Lagoons are in Florida, right? Why not? All right. When detectives interrogated him, he admitted to sending the messages, but said it was just a joke. Even though he said, quote, no joke, I need him eliminated <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> um, after his arrest, he was transferred to the county jail, uh, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Um, yeah, and uh, the local sheriff was like, it doesn't matter if someone says I was joking. You can't jokingly hire a hitman as a as a joke, okay? It's like, oh, it's like comedy is nothing anymore in this town. It's like you can't even jokingly say, I want to hire a hitman for $100,000 to kill this teacher I don't like anymore in this, uh, in this culture. PC culture. Uh, PC culture is ruining everything. Ugh, I hate it. Next! An Australian man who suffered numerous sinus infections over an 18-year period was finally relieved after doctors told him the cause of his problems was a packet of pot that he stuck up his nose <laughs> before going to prison, and then he forgot about it for 18 years. <laughs> Classic! I'm not saying anything because I'm laughing. <laughs> you know that thing when you stick up oh uh, a rubber balloon full of pot up your nose and then you forget about it for nearly two decades? Oh my God. <laughs> I just like, I don't, what has gone wrong in your life where you absolutely just forgot that you shoved a balloon full of marijuana up your nose? Especially when you're in jail. I feel like I don't. You have nothing but time to think I, uh, about what is up your cavities. Oh, did he smoke it? No, he forgot. Oh, after the 20 years? Yeah. I don't even think it's pot at that point anymore. <laughs> it's mostly booger. Was he high all the time? I guess. Just a microdosing. My, yeah, that's the, the beginning of microdosing. He started the trend. Yeah. Credit due, you know? The man, uh, he went to the doctor complaining of headaches, and then a CT scan showed what looked like a calcified lesion. <laughs> Drag name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Calcified lesion. Um, when surgeons went in for a closer look, they ended up removing what the report described as a rubber capsule containing degenerate vegetable plant matter. Same. <laughs> I'm I'm degenerate vegetable plant matter. <laughs> At that point, the man remembered an incident in which he was about to go to prison and his girlfriend gave him a parting gift of some weed in a rubber balloon that he inserted up his right nostril but ended up inhaling it further than he expected to the point where he thought he had swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much happening in that moment. <laughs> 
This girl, he was it doesn't say what he was going to jail for. Just I'm that, assuming drugs. Probably, <laughs> probably drugs. <laughs> and his girlfriend was like, here's a parting gift. And he More drugs. Right. More drugs. And then he was like, Thank you so much. I'm gonna snort this water balloon of weed. So why wouldn't you put it in your butt? Oh, they they look in your butt. Well, I don't know what Australia does. Australia. Uh, do, do they look in your butt? <laughs> That's not at all. <laughs> Why don't he should have put it in the stomach pouch that all Australians have? Ah, uh, yes, yes, his, where the joeys are. Right, his mm-hmm. marsupial pouch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, he decided to snort it and then thought he swallowed it from snorting it so hard. And then for twenty years, um, forgot about it. And finally. Krispy Kreme Donuts is telling a Minnesota college student to stop buying donuts and reselling them in Minnesota. So basically, Minnesota has no Krispy Kremes. That's a tragedy. Yeah. Oh, whose fault is that? Krispy Kreme! Uh, My town that I grew up in had like seven Krispy Kremes. At least. No, it had one. Well, it was like the Eagleton. They had the Krispy Kreme. (laughs) We only had Dunkin'. I think on Thursday mornings in homeroom, it was expected that like someone would bring donuts and like, or like they would like bring a morning thing. And if you didn't bring Krispy Kremes, you were really looked down upon. So yeah, like I had to bring them. Yeah. Krispy Kreme was, I feel like there was a moment when Krispy Kreme like hit the scene. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that was like, oh, now you're you're, like, that's like the fancy donut. I haven't had one in so long. I know. They had like a, a cinnamon swirl one. Whoa. Ugh. You put that in the microwave. Oh. I put my dick right in that. Oh, God damn it. I both put it in in me and through me. And that's what this guy in Minnesota was just trying to <laughs> trying to spread that love, share that yeah. experience. So he would drive 270 miles, buy donuts, buy like hundreds and hundreds of donuts. And he would drive them all the way back from Iowa, 270 miles, and then sell them. Uh, he would charge seventeen to twenty dollars per box. Okay, wow, profit margins, <laughs> and they are high. It's been a while since I bought a dozen donuts. I don't, I don't know how much they are. I imagine they can't be more than like six bucks. Yeah, we're looking it up. <laughs> According to this website that popped up, a dozen original glazed Krispy Kreme typically cost around eight dollars. Um, if you get specialty donuts, it might go up a few bucks. Still, he's working with some hefty margins. He wasn't getting a discount. He was paying full price. Well, once again, I would say entrepreneur. Yeah. And then uh, the local news like did a story about him exposing in the mainstream media. Uh, they were like, hey, here's this local hero who's bringing Krispy Kreme to our community. And then Krispy Kreme found out about it. And they were like, not on our watch. And then they put a big old glazed cummy hand and they slapped it down. They should open up a store and let him be their manager. Yeah. Pay him. Pay him what you owe him. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're going to dive deep into that messy mop on your head. We're diving deep into hair. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, technically, it's No Shave November, which I briefly inadvertently participated in. What? All thanks to depression and laziness. 
<laughs> yeah, this morning I shaved today, but like, yeah, it was getting real. I looked real serial killer. Can you grow a beard? Um, not not a beard per se. I don't know. I don't know if I I would call it, I would classify it as that. Is it like patchy? It's not patchy. It just looks weird. Okay, that's not. I don't have the jawline for a beard. I don't know. You know how some you can grow hair on your face though, right? I can. Physically, yeah. you're able to. I can. I should say my answer is yes, I can grow a beard. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like technically I have the capability, but I shouldn't be able to. The fact is hair is disgusting and it's gross and it's unnecessary. And what better time than now when everybody starts growing out their winter coat to take a stand against the hair lobbyist who insists on telling us that hair is good. And listen, I'm predominantly Italian, which means most of my head hair is thinning, but most of my body hair looks like a drain after a Mario and Luigi bathtub orgy. And as a gay, I am biologically programmed to find a Henry Cavill-esque hairy chest bonerific. And yes, almost all of my sexual crushes are hairy men or men named Harry. But still, hair is a scourge, hair is a nuisance, hair is suffering, and life would be so much better if we all just looked like those scary skin cats, and we could all just collectively walk around looking like bald nutsacks. So let's get into it. This is why hair can suck my dick. First of all, hair is just unnecessary. It's 2019! The globe is what? Warmed! Evolution needs to catch the fuck up and realize I don't need a full bush just to keep myself from starving in the winter! Who needs hair when most of the world is literally on fire? I'm just saying, it's not like we need it to be warm. Mm -mm. Although, I do think you probably- I do wonder how much colder I would feel without any body hair. There's a way to find out. Nope. I just don't need, I don't need this much fur. Yeah, I don't either, especially when I like in high school would go, <laughs> I would like go to get my eyebrows threaded and then they would look at my arms and be like, you you want to do your arms too? <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, no. I, every go time cry. I go get my hair cut and that's what they did. They'll look yeah. at my eyebrows and they'll be like, you want to do those? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, ass. One part. <laughs> right. Can we focus on one problem at a time? Which brings me to my next point, which is that hair just requires too much maintenance. 99% of my, my daily bathroom habits would be a null if I just didn't have any hair anywhere. And yet, the act of removing hair is just embarrassing and painful. I had to go to a special salon just to have some Russian lady rip hot wax off of my nutsack. Oh, God. Or laser them away. Ooh. Yeah, that's the fancy stuff. I just don't trust lasers. No, I just don't. I don't know how people find establishments where they trust someone to do that Mm -hmm. on their very private parts. Mm -hmm. I personally have never done it professionally. You've just like (laughs) gone to a back alley and had someone laser your dick. Right. I only do. I only go to amateur shops. (laughs) But it's like how I feel like. Yeah. How do you trust like Yelp reviews of of uh, that 
I just don't trust any Yelp reviews, TBH. No. Yeah, because I'm like, this is all the owner wearing various wigs and mustaches. Also, why have hair when there are wigs and mustaches that you can just put on? I uh, personally have 10, 20 mustaches that I, I rotate through. <sighs> also, you need to shave... Like every other day? Absolutely not. Hair is relentless. It is. It just never stops. It keeps coming. Because if I don't, I look like I shouldn't be allowed to give candy away on Halloween. I'm that. That's the house that everyone's like, we'll just skip this one. Because, because le- for legal reasons. It's just like, I wish there was like a button that you could be like, yep. I've just I've decided for my body I would not like to grow it here, here, and here. Yeah, it takes so much time. And then your body like rebels against you. Razor bumps. Right. Uh, you accidentally cut yourself and you're like bleeding profusely, and for some reason that's the one cut that just like doesn't stop bleeding. Yeah. Although I did expect um to like that cliche of putting a little thing of toilet paper, a little dot of toilet paper Mm -hmm. on the part of your face that bleeds when you shave. Mm -hmm. I expected that to be way more prevalent in my my adult life. Oh, good. That means you're using a better razor. I I do think it's just like technology has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Next! Shampoo commercials are a goddamn lie. Shampoo commercials will have us believe that hair is as luxurious and soft when let's be real, Okay. Most of the time, hair is, is coarse and scratchy and full of nonsense. Never once have I been like, oh, let's, let's feel how soft this hair is. Although I will say that our guest complainer for today is Stacey London, and we are recording this after having done the interview with her. And something I really noticed about her was she has very luxurious hair. Yeah. Really shiny. And I was just like, what shampoo does she use? But also, she probably just like gets better haircuts than I do. Possibly. Or maybe recently got a haircut. Or maybe like blow dries her hair with like a hairdryer that's more expensive than $15. Right, right. I know. I really want to buy a Dyson hairdryer. I know you do. <laughs> it's so silly to me. But I'm just like, what if it made all the difference in the world? I mean, it might. But and it probably won't. What better, what better time than now? While the clock is still ticking. <laughs> also... Lice. Where where do you think lice are living? Not not in the skin. Oh no, in your hair. Did you ever have lice? I of bet you did. Of course I've had lice. <laughs> of course. I didn't have lice. What? Ugh. You've never had lice? No, I did have a different kind of bug. <laughs> Just worse. <laughs> I had an unidentified insect in my hair. What? No, there was one. You're time- the king of identifying insects. I know. Well, this is pre-insect identifying championship uh, in my life. There was one time we used to go to Michigan every year, uh, stayed at a cottage, and we'd swim in this lake that was disgusting. As an adult, there's no way I would go in it. Um, But yeah, there was one time where we came back and my mom was cutting our hair, as as she did. (laughs) And yeah, we had like brought back some type of hair bug. But it like wasn't lice. What? I think it was lice. I think it was probably lice and she didn't say it because she didn't want you to freak out. Uh, yeah. No, my friend Aviva, when we were in preschool, she spread lice around. Wow. Spread it like fire. Yeah, it's one thing to have it. It's another thing to be like patient zero in, yeah. your, in your community. Mm-hmm. We wow. all knew. With a name like Aviva. How know. can you not? I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, next! 
hair just gets stuck in every imaginable crevice. Hair, there's nothing like hair that can find its way. Maybe sand. Sand and hair are like the two things that will find their way into any possible crevice and just stay. I have never felt more seen and more represented than this one very quick line in Broad City where she, where Abby just mentioned her long hair when she's in the shower getting stuck in her butt crack. I was like, wow, I didn't know this happened to other people. Um, but it does. And it's disgusting. And I hate it. And also when I was little, I had I, I don't know if like there's a hair phobia, but whenever hair wasn't on the body, um, I would just gag and it still happens like when I go to like the gym and like there's like well, hair yeah. in the showers. I just I, I gag even though I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but I still do. Also, Barbies, the second the hair was like if someone like cut the hair off the Barbie or something and it was on the floor, I just like immediately I can't handle it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like when it gets stuck in other places on your body off of your head. I don't like it one bit. I can see that with wet hair. No, but any, like dry hair, any no. kind. No, I just, I mean, I've gotten better about it. But when I was little, it was like any time there was just loose hair around, I was probably thrown up. Yeah, I just, I just don't know where it all comes from. That's what's so upsetting to me. It's like whenever I see a, a, a just a tuft, tuft, sure, a tuft of hair, mm-hmm. just, just like a tumbleweed of hair blowing across my floor. I'm like, where? Is that mine? <laughs> Why is it black? It's honestly probably from my clothes from my dog when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It's just so alarming, the amount of hair that a human body produces. Ugh. Yeah. Every time my shower drain is full, I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> There's no way I'm producing all of this. And yet. And yet, there it is. And it's in solid form. A fatberg. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Hair is also the only substance that collects in clumps, except for, like, mashed potatoes. But Don't compare those things. One beautiful, one disgusting. Every corner of my house looks like someone spit a a gum out on the floor of a Supercuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's my nightmare. Yeah. It's just every time I see a clump of hair... It's like, how did this happen? It's like when you put headphones, back when headphones had um, wires uh-huh. into your pocket and you pull it out and it would look like that. That's what hair does, spun on the ground, on its own. You're a poet. I know. I absolutely know. <laughs> hair is also scratchy as fuck. The 48 hours after I get my hair cut feels like my entire body has been shaken baked on the floor of a horse's bed. It's just like, unless I shower immediately, and I'm talking like, take off my clothes, take out my penis in the middle of a supercuts, and just shower right then, that hair burrows into my pores and scratches. It just scratches away. I'm getting itchy just thinking about it. I know. Me too. Also, it just never stops growing, ever. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. Until like... Death. Well, well, no. Sometimes doesn't it? Doesn't hair keep growing don't after you death? Dare. Doesn't it? <laughs> I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> I hate that. Isn't that a thing? I don't know. It doesn't sound right. I don't. I don't think that's right. Does hair grow <laughs> I feel after like death? Your brain, uh, your body, it needs it needs food. 
The short answer is no, but what about the long answer? Also no. Oh. It's like the momentum of it keeps propelling it out. No, it's because after death, the human body dehydrates, causing the skin to shrink, and the shrinking exposes the parts of the nail and hair that were once under the skin, causing them to appear longer than before, said Dr. Doris Day, a dermatologist in New York City and an attending physician at Lenox Hill Hospital, also in New York. All right, that's fake. Doris Day. Really? Because LiveScience.com says otherwise. <laughs> okay. Um, there's just parts of a body that shouldn't have hair. Uh, mainly most of them. Mainly all of them. I think the most alarming part for you not to have hair is the eyebrow. That you like least expect it to look weird when you don't have it there. Yeah. You make that mistake once. First time I shaved off my eyebrows. <laughs> No, I remember I remember the first time I shaved my face and it was it was Easter. <laughs> we were going to like Easter right before a bunch of photos are going to be taken. No, we don't take family pictures. Okay. <laughs> we were going to a church the day before Easter and um my dad helped me shave my face, but I think it was his fault cuz he pressed so hard with an electric shaver that I got such bad rate. It felt like my face was set on fire by Satan himself. Can I tell you something that I haven't told anyone else except for my sister who I was embarrassed to tell? Oh god. The, I didn't know that you were supposed to pluck your eyebrows. So, and I had like a razor, like a razor to shave. I was probably in like 5th grade or something and I definitely like shaved in between my eyebrows with like a regular razor because I didn't know that you got rid of hair there from plucking. No one told me. I mean, yeah, that's fine. No, it it didn't look great. And my sister was like, what happened? And I was like, I just like motioned. And she was like, oh, no. And then she was a good big sister and explained how this works. Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason, well, part of the reason that you don't do that there is just because it's there's no, it's too small of a space. Right. It's too big of a razor and you end up <laughs> shaving more of your eyebrow than you're supposed to. Oh, Hence that's... the shame. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just meant it was, yeah, it was the the choice of instrument and not the effect of said instrument. No. Anyway. It was a combo. And finally, hair has just never been the sign of something good. No, nobody, nobody's like, oh, look at that hairy spider as if it's a good thing. A, a hairy situation? A hairy piece of bread? <laughs> Which is not a saying that anyone uses? Well, now. Yeah, I remember, um, yeah, we accidentally opened a thing of Twinkies and then left them in the cupboard, (laughs) which are words that nobody has ever said. (laughs) And then I took them out and they had a bunch of white hairs on them. Molt. 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 Molt grows in hairs. Yeah. Sprouts, spores. What do you think the hair on your head is? Molt. Yeah. It's just a mop of molt. Mm -hmm. A big old mop of molt. The point is, hair is disgusting, and it shouldn't grow, and I'm resentful for it, but also I want more of it on my head, and not in the places where I don't want it. Anyway, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next up, we have stylist, fashion consultant, author, magazine editor, host of What Not to Wear, and Love, Lust, or Run, all-around icon, Stacey London, is in the studio, coming right up. I haven't opened a bottle of champagne in a while, so I'm a little... Where's your saber? (laughs) I know. I left my knife at home. I have faith in you. All right. (laughs) 
Not totally terrifying. Here you go. Thank you. I am going to top myself up, and then I will top you up. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. All right. Well, cheers. cheers. Miss Stacy London. Mr. Belsai. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to have you. We have been flirting on, on Instagram for months. We have for months and yeah. months. I mean, but I was such a huge fan before. I mean, the fact that we started flirting, I mean, I told everybody I know. <laughs> I, I'm so honored. I remember, I think I was like lurking in the comments of one of my, my videos on Instagram at some point, and I, you commented on something, and I was like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we started chatting, and um, finally, here we are in one room together getting to, to share a drink. Yeah. I think we started DMing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you commented on one of my... Uh, one of my Instagrams with Lynn Manuel. Oh, that right. was like a moment. That yeah. was a moment. That was a big moment <laughs> for me. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So we like to start by asking all of our guests, uh, and I'm not even. I haven't even really introduced you because you need no introduction. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> it's Stacy fucking London. It's Stacy fucking London. <laughs> so we like to start off by asking everybody, "What is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?" Right. And we were agonizing over this together. I know. I really. I put so much thought into it because there. <clears throat> I appreciate that though. There, you did the homework. I really did. I did the homework, and there were there were two. That I felt, and I so I'm not sure which one you want me to go with. Sure, um, both. Okay, so uh, the really big one is rom coms. I I, <laughs> I, I I cannot stand a rom com movie. Yeah. I, I, I'm there are a lot of actresses associated with rom coms that I love a great deal. Yeah, yeah, um, but. Rom-coms in general as a genre of movie. Uh-huh. If I went to like Netflix and I went to a genre, I would never ever. I mean, I would go to foreign films before I, <laughs> I ever which, went to yeah, a rom-com. Well, rom-coms at this point are like the Netflix genre too. It's awful. I've never seen Love Actually. You would have to like <laughs> literally tie me down with duct tape. It took me a while before I actually saw the entirety of, of Love Actually. Because it is like I, I five feel... hours long. Oh God. And there's a hundred characters. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? What do you mean Love Actually? First of all, I don't even understand. Is there a comma in that? I don't understand. I just there is something, um, you know, it's such a terrible lie to the to tell the American public about. Yeah. It. And this whole, you know, this kind of keeping of of the, you know, the ongoing lie that we we pass down to generations, particularly to women about, you know, you know, boys being nice to you, I mean, mean to you is like a, a way that they like you or right. that there's a happy ending or, you know, I'm much more interested in, in in movies like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where you have those great lines where it's like a happy ending is a story that just hasn't been developed. <laughs> finished yet right um and just because I, I i feel like life is so much more complicated like that yeah it's just the cinderella bullshit is just annoying to me i mean i go back and forth because on the one hand like i'm a sucker for like a rom-com moment right right <laughs> but also like, like fantasy i want to buy into the fantasy that's why well, so do i but that's and why in like, real life i'm like oh fuck right everything that, is fake but that's why i like star wars and battlestar galactica like yeah. that's fantasy the, the true <laughs> the true 
true rom coms. True rom coms. Kiss your sister, and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I've seen Star Wars like once. Right, kiss your sister. Exactly. I was like, where are you going with that? I I didn't say anything about incest, but no, I I see what 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 you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yes, I get it. Han Solo and and um, Princess Leia. It's not like they don't have a rom com moment, but right. you know, it's not about that. It's about you know good versus evil. It's about you know the force. It's like that's that's movie making. I don't care about rom-coms. <laughs> I was reading there was some I don't know, the Daily Mail like those types of of Oh yes, uh, that I follow on, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh there was some story that quoted one it was like some sex expert in the UK whose mm-hmm. suggestion was the perfect couple's gift is like a free one one-time cheat pass. For like a so you you gift your significant sure. other like a, a pass go go you can cheat on me once <laughs> and I my no. my impression go. yeah my impression reading that is like what the fuck how is this but also like I think deep down I'm such like a romantic and I am <laughs> even my my therapist at one point was like you are shockingly like <laughs> your therapist was like look you need the cheat pass. <laughs> Um, no, that's she, original. No, she no, was I'm just teasing. like, you need to let this idea go that there's like one perfect person. I, I'm on the th- side of your therapy. <laughs> just destroy only, my only, dreams. I'm that's sorry. What we're here I'm for. sorry. That's what we're here for. I just I have a few years on you, and yeah. I feel like I had a few, probably a few relationships. But yeah, you know, look, I don't know about the cheat pass thing. I I have gone. Uh, yeah, it seems I like have, a lot. It well, I've just gone through so many. Um, relationships so many people uh, let me just the say, amount let, of let thoughts me, that the passed. amount of thoughts that we just went through that but you know the thing is I, I have had so many different opinions about about open relationships truly yeah I definitely I did a show called Love Luster Run this was after What Not to Wear mm-hmm. and I made over or or you know I collaborated that's what I like to say uh, with a with a young woman who was uh, polyamorous she was married in a polyamorous relationship and she told me that the best thing about polyamory is that if you look at any polyamorous person, they have much better skin than the rest of us. <laughs> so interesting. Just just side note, if you like have, you know, acne, right. you might want to consider polyamory. But yeah. one of the things like I dated this guy for a while who was like, you should read Sex at Dawn. You should read The Ethical Slut. So, OK, whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, if we really want to get down and dirty and technical, if you read Freud, Civilization and Its Discontent. Sure. The thing about monogamy is that we really need the family unit to keep civilization together. At this point, the earth is a we're, we're dumpster fire. So I say polyamory, go for it. Makes you happy, knock your socks off. Right. I don't discount it for anybody who who, who has what it takes for it. Exactly. I Which, just don't think I'm stable enough. <laughs> Right. I mean, jealousy is a real thing. Right. I get jealous of people who I have no idea exist. And so, like, I need to work on that first. I think that may take a while. <laughs> Probably just want to stay closed relationship. Just stick with yeah, that Yeah, I always preface that in therapy. I'm like, I just want you to know, I, I recognize this is how I feel before I've even really gotten into this <laughs> relationship. Like, I recognize it's far too early for me to be feeling this way, but... Here we are. You know what? Here we are. And also, <laughs> self, feelings book. self-awareness is everything. Matt. Oh, I think I'm pretty self-aware. Yeah. Um, it's just that, yeah, this the self that I'm aware of it's is crazy. fucked. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I still feel self-awareness, whether you're crazy or not, is you're ahead of the game. Yeah. It's just when you don't know you're crazy, that's when you wind up in, you know, stalking someone. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so rom-coms. So rom-coms. I hate rom-coms. I'll tell you the other thing that I hate that is... um. That, you know, this is very divisive. This gets people up, you know, gets them a little hot and bothered. Okay. Is iced tea. Oh. Now, I'm pretty sure that's because I'm a Jew. <laughs> I, I, well, there's it's a, a very of... country club thing, it is iced a... tea. And yeah, it's Arnold a Palmer's, <laughs> which, if you think about it, it's very hard to say. I have a lateral lisp. Arnold <laughs> Palmer. I hate it. It's brown water. Are you talking about, like... Uh... So like a sweet iced tea or just any tea that has been any chilled. Any tea of any kind. Okay. A sweet iced tea, you might as well drink sugar water. <laughs> yeah. I don't even I understand. Say, yeah. Ugh. Like southern iced tea, sweet tea is like you're, there's basically not tea in it. You're just fucking up water with sugar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also, I am born and bred in Manhattan, New York. Sweet tea. I, there's nothing southern about me, I, as you can tell from my accent. And I am a country club culture, also not for me. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I I think I've been to one country club. I had a very uh, wealthy friend in college whose parents, his dad was like a VP at an oil company. Oh, oh. So, so when you, I... got, you got Southern culture <laughs> and country club culture. Yeah. So it was like, literally, I like, it was one of my first times ever on an airplane and I went to visit him in college and we, uh, his, his parents had to call the club to make sure I could show up in shorts because I hadn't packed any pants because I was going to fucking Houston in the middle of July. Who thinks about pants? I didn't realize I'd have to be showing up at a country club. And also, just to, just to, that's like probably the first time in years I've said pants. I usually say <laughs> a pant. Oh. Yeah. I, I bring out the basic in you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm 50. I'm a basic bitch now. <laughs> what is the, what is the difference for you? Uh, it's a joke. It's really very funny. It just came up again on, on social the other day that it, throughout the years of what not to wear, there were always jokes made that, um, Clinton and I would say things like a pant, a uh-huh. shoe. And people would be like, why don't you just say pants or shoes? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just sounded classier. Yeah, I, it a is. pant, a shoe, a trouser. I don't know why. But I but I say it's the article that makes it a singular. Right. Otherwise right. it's pants or shoes. But if you say a pant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you distinguish between a, a single pant? And just a pile of pants. Just by that, the article. Yeah, you can. You (laughs) You can. You need to say it like that. (laughs) That's my feeling. So iced tea. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You went to Houston. You called ahead. Yeah. That was was it. It You got the okay? They they allowed me into their, yeah. Into their their establishment. And did you, in fact, drink brown water? I'm pro- I probably did. I, I don't mind brown liquid, like if it's whiskey. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that. that. Some Kentucky iced tea. Yeah, love Kentucky iced tea. I um, yeah, no, I liked I like iced tea. I think I was I'm like a recent convert though. I mean, I also am not a fan of. Uh, am I allowed to say a brand name here? Oh sure, yeah. Snapple. <laughs> I love <Fuck> Snapple. <laughs> Fuck Snapple. I, I'm sorry if you guys want to pay me to do any kind of like <laughs> advertisement. Right. That's I, different. But I'll like anything if the money is right. Snapple is like fake iced tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate iced tea. I, I grew do. up. I definitely grew up in a household where like I thought stuff like that was like that was tea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I 
say constantly, like, my mom's idea of vegetables is like boxed mashed potatoes. That yeah, is I grew in up our with house. That too. It was like, yeah, eat your vegetables. And that's why, I mean, that's like Midwestern. Yeah. yeah. I did not grow up in the Midwest. I grew up in New York City. But but also because I grew up in the 70s, it's when all of that food just came out. It was like it was like a bra- it was like polyester. Do but you, you know got, what I mean? It was know. like brand new. We thought it was fabulous that everything came in a box. You had to like walk around at least in Manhattan. I, I like, did. Yeah. I did. I, I in didn't... the 70s when it was like, I don't know if you've seen The Joker yet, but I have. That's no. Knowing, oh, well. For for all of you who have seen it, that is really no exaggeration of what New York City was like. I thought it was magical. I was five years old. I thought it was incredible that there was all this artwork on the subway. But um, right. I look back at it now. I really didn't feel that way. I grew up in Greenwich Village. I lived on Bleecker Street. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was magical. Yeah. Um, I used to run around naked in a sprinkler. We lived in NYU housing. Um, my dad was a professor there. And I just I just remember it being this, like, magical bubble like I did not realize that sort of Manhattan was on fire yeah <laughs> I I didn't feel that way at all right it right. didn't occur to me I there there I think the the generation wars have finally have come to a a, a boil yeah yeah and well, I just I, think tensions are are hot right now <laughs> they are they, they are all right <laughs> they are very high and, and and I think a lot of that has to do frankly I mean I feel like I'm right I'm not a zillennial, but, you know, because I'm still a Gen Xer. So I, I do think that the, the boil has become the the difference between everything being the same from the time of the Industrial Revolution to now, which is the technological revolution. So yeah. I, I call it pre and post Facebook. Like, right, right. That's really... Now all caps. All caps, exactly. <laughs> but it is the difference between like life as we knew it. Uh-huh. Really, like, you know, these young whippersnappers, you still had a way of life that was like completely understandable, even if it was with, with, you know, sort of new things like refrigerators and microwaves and like push button phones. But it is literally been blown up there. We don't yeah. eat the same way. We don't date the same way. We don't work the same way. You don't need an office. You don't you know, we don't look in for apartments. Nothing is the same. Right. Right. And I think that has just blown up every convention that we know. Yeah. I know I was I was doing my my research before you came here mm-hmm. and I saw you you did another interview recently where you talked about the the death of the expert. Yes. And it, that reminds oh, me you of did that. Say, yes, I, you I did, did your research. <laughs> Which um, is yeah. true because there isn't really like a monolithic this is the way that things are done. Right. I mean you don't need ten thousand hours of shit to do shit. Mm-hmm. Except I because I, I keep saying that like in two thousand two when I started reality television Mm -hmm. quite by accident really but I'd been a fashion stylist for 13 years so I had my 10,000 hours of experience right but that was how to television it was how to dress or you know how to excuse me style a, a room or your house or whatever right and you know cut to this rise of the blogger and I remember people telling me at the time bloggers are getting agents and I was like how can they have agents they don't know anything you know they're just talking out of their ass <laughs> right but but then I realized like what that's what the arc was we went from this how-to culture to me too culture and again I say that with no disrespect to the hashtag me too right Separate. about that 
that very important shared experience. Mm -hmm. But that is, in fact, what I'm talking about, is that shared experience became much more important than expertise in an area. Right. So it's rather than saying, you know, I can tell you how to dress your body, we started to care about wow, I like the way that person dresses. That's my taste. Right. My taste overcame this idea of I can tell you how to dress. Yeah. And that became a much more um, important and shared kind of language. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. And I, then now everybody's a celebrity. You don't need <laughs> you don't need an expert to tell you what to do. Just a microphone in a studio <laughs> and an Instagram. <laughs> really, right? Don't don't come for my career, okay? I'm a, listen. I mean, I could I could I could say that that's what sort of happened. Like, don't come for my career, bitch. But but I don't see it that way. I see this as evolution. I yeah. see this as sort of in a way, this is what happens with trends, right? right? I mean, it's like you have to evolve. It, it's sort of Darwin. It's survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. What is it? What is the way in which people want to be communicated to? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess I'm trying to go through my, like, I guess, like, Marie Kondo is sort of the modern, but it's like we oh. don't even accept like experts. She's like a, a goddess. <laughs> it's like, I, I, and I also, I, I, <laughs> your face when I said her uh, name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, first of all, I just want to say, I've already said in your closet, y your clothes should, you know, satisfy one of two things utility or joy. <clears throat> you can look it up. <laughs> But aside trademark, from that, Stacey trademark, <laughs> okay, right. But it's it's not just that. I think that we're taking the idea of the condo effect a little too far. I think the idea of decluttering everything is leading us down the path of sterility. Uh, and I don't just mean in your closet. I mean in life. It's like, yes, we want simplicity. But what about, you know, meaning? And if you don't have things that you're that have been put there with intention, yeah. then I think we're really losing out a little bit. So I think there's going to be some backlash to yeah. oh Marie. No offense. <laughs> Uh, but I, and I also believe in sustainability. So I do think yeah. that, you know, all this stuff that we're getting rid of, all this stuff that's being like handed down to charity. Guess what, people? There's nowhere for it to go. So right. you want to be also well-intentioned about where you put things and how you place things. So mm -hmm. clothing swaps, item swaps. These are these are actually kind of important ideas. Yeah. I don't know what to do with any any shit that I have. I just got real on your ass. I just want <laughs> I just want everybody to know it ain't as simple as a condo, okay? <laughs> I know. I haven't I haven't processed all of it quite yet. Well wait till my Netflix special. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. Call me You Netflix. can come to my apartment <laughs> and yeah, you could do the Stacy London version. Version. Of, yeah. Exactly. Switching wildly. So we we started Go. talking beforehand. Um you posted on Instagram about yes. um what was intended to be an Instagram about you giving away some some heels, but <laughs> actually was an Instagram about your very wild week. Yeah, it was a really crap week, <laughs> I will tell you. So I posted an Instagram actually this morning that I wrote on Saturday. So it also sounds like the days were off. It was a week ago this past Saturday that I had come back from Chicago. I gave a speech in Chicago um, and I was visiting my mom and my sister. It was very cold in Chicago and yeah. I totally wasn't prepared for that. Any kind of wet or cold, any combination sets off. Uh, I have psoriatic arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, so I was struggling with my arthritis there. 
I came home from Chicago, and the day after, I was rushing around. I was actually in a really good mood because even though it was warm and wet when I got back to New York, I was like, at least it's not freezing. And I was transferring light weather jackets downstairs thinking, oh, it's going to get colder in New York. Uh-huh. And I uh, have a staircase in my apartment, and I missed a step, and I slipped really hard. Right. Like just one step, but I went tumbling and I have had major spine surgery yeah. in 2016. And I flipped in such a way that I landed so hard on my neck and my back that I could I, I cry thinking about it right now. I was so scared yeah. that I had really, really injured myself mm-hmm. and that I couldn't move. I was so frightened to move and think, I broke something or I hurt something or that I wouldn't be able to move something that I was just crying. Yeah. But I was fine. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I thank my lucky stars and I am very grateful for that. Right. What wound up happening was that any kind of blunt force, anything that causes physical or true emotional stress causes an arthritic attack. Mm -hmm. So... The worst part of instead of just being bruised and banged up was that I got such a bad arthritic attack that I really had to look at all of my shoes. Mm, Yeah. And all of the really, really beautiful high heels. Right, right. The the very narrow shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to, like, scoop them up with my arthritic arms and my, you know, arthritic fingers and drag them into a car and take them to my friend who has a beautiful designer consignment store on Atlantic Avenue and give them up. Yeah. And it was really painful, only in the sense that, like, half of my adult life has been wearing them. And it was like saying goodbye to that phase of my life. Right. And I am not about being sentimental. (laughs) So I wasn't going to be like, I'm going to hold on to them because one day... I'll wear them again. Really? At 65? Good luck with that. Good luck with that, Stace, because your arthritis ain't going away. (laughs) And I also had this kind of remarkable feeling of both sadness at saying goodbye, like really admitting to the fact that like 35 isn't coming back. Right. But also this idea of those shoes meant so much to me. And they're still, most of them are in perfect condition because that's how I am about a good shoe. Right. A good shoe. (laughs) Um, I want them to go to good homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're giving your children away. I want them to be taken in by good families. Right. Um, And then there was this kind of amazing sense of freedom in in letting go, in saying, like, I'm not going to be this person anymore and I'm going to go get some dope kicks (laughs) which you are wearing i am i'm wearing well i am wearing these rubber wedge booties from clarice so it's not like i'm just like there's no giving up i mean it's not like i'm like kicking you know but the response though to a post like that is so fascinating to me yeah nobody really cares when i post like look at my shoe (laughs) now everybody wants to talk about those things right yeah which i find really that's the That's the great side of social media. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I don't think you use the word hate on Twitter a whole lot. Um, Mm. Except about the administration, probably. (laughs) Right, right. True, true. But the few times, so you hate Halloween. Uh, I I do. I hate Halloween. (laughs) Because bad things happen to me on Halloween. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I... 
<laughs> it's a dark day, personally. It is. It's a dark day. It yeah. is a dark day. Bad things happen. Bad things. <laughs> and they're usually romantic and bad things. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned my lesson. Right, right. It's just stay home. Don't trust. Home. Yeah. And like this year, this year was the arthritis. It was the it was the arthritis. <laughs> the arthritis kept me home. Well, also Halloween this year was like 15 hours. It was like, it went on forever. It was not hours. It was like months. And there were a lot of children. Yeah. <laughs> I just, in, My, I live was, in Brooklyn. There were a lot of children. Yeah. When did I, uh, did I use hate for anything else besides Halloween on Twitter? You said, I do hate a paper bag waste. I do. I hate it. it just, what is a paper bag waste? So it means that, so it's when a pant <laughs> um, literally overflows. So right. instead of okay, stopping at the waist, right, it's like you put a belt there and then it's like got extra. Right, right. Right. Um, it just it's not flattering on anybody who has any kind of tummy at all. Right. And it, it was a very not that everything doesn't come back again, but it was a very 80s look. I associate it with like a very 80s things. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're running out of time. Oh, that makes me sad. I, I feel like I could sit here forever. I know. Me too. Well, we can we can continue our, our personal bitch session offline ad infinitum yeah but before we let you go where can people find you and 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 your work on the internet yeah my work Just around <laughs> well <laughs> my work about falling downstairs um <laughs> is on stacy london real my that's my yes. handle on instagram i am working on a few things but i i really have to say I'm at a weird crossroads. Yeah. Like it is, I, I I wish I could say it. Like I was, I have been working on a book on aging and style. Um, and I am working again on this idea of intergenerational mentorship, either as a show or as even some kind of agency. Yeah. I, I just don't know what that's turning into either. But I am, I am starting to speak more again. I'm starting to do more things and you will definitely hear more about it if you follow me on Instagram like Jennifer. For Aniston does. So <laughs> humble brag right there. Well, thank you so much. Matt, this thanks was so much for having me. So much fun. And just just one last thing for everybody who ever wanted to know. Leggings are not pants. <laughs> because if they were, they would be called pants. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier, starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? I started Enlightened. Have you heard of the show? I know the poster. Yeah, I I like, didn't really know about it, but it's what I think it's like from 2011. Uh, so it's not super old, but not all that new either. And uh-huh. it's only two seasons, and it's an HBO 30-minute comedy. Love uh-huh. a 30-minute. And uh, it stars Laura Dern, and she has, like, a nervous breakdown, and that's how it starts. Um, and so I watched the first episode last night, and I loved it, and I'm very excited to keep watching it. So that's what I'm watching, that and Watchmen. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What are you watching? I have been watching, I said this uh, the first season when I watched it, there is a Mexican soap opera on Netflix called La Casa de las Flores. Mm-hmm. You Flaw- just like to watch it Flawless so that Spanish. you can say that. <laughs> House of Flowers. Um, that just They came out with the second season of it. Oh. Uh, so I've been watching that. Um, as always, highly recommend watching it in the original Spanish with mm-hmm. English subtitles and not... 
dubbed in English, where it looks absurd. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is something that uh, I've been working on, and I talked about Watchmen last week, and um, I'm very excited because I had the absolute pleasure of making the official Watchmen podcast. Yeah. Um, and I've been flying back and forth to LA a lot for it, which has been fun, and it's hosted by Craig Mazin, who we did the Chernobyl podcast with, and Damon Lindelof, who very casually uh, also created Lost and Mm -hmm. The Leftovers. He also is doing Watchmen. So it's a conversation between Craig and Damon, and it's been a lot of fun to work on, and it's just, I I really like doing it. So it has been making me happy to make that show. So that, and my mom came to town, which is very exciting. It was my birthday present to her, even though her birthday was in June. I was like, (laughs) you're going to come to New York. You're retired. Like, you can do it. Dad doesn't, I mean, obviously I love my dad and want him to come too. I want him to come too, but I also wanted to have like a, a mama daughter weekend in New York, and it was so fun and lovely. And I don't think we've really had a weekend like that before. Where it's just the two of us. So nice. Yeah. So, what's your chaser? Well, I guess I have a couple. One um, is also a podcast. I've been listening to former guest of Unhappy Hour, Akila Hughes. She has a new podcast um, with a guy named Gideon Resnick from Crooked Media that is a just like once a day daily roundup of the news podcast. I've been trying to listen to more news podcasts in general. I do hate the part of me that's like, oh, there's drama happening in the news. (laughs) Even though there's like drama every day, it's just like real life shit. And now it's like impeachment. (laughs) So I do, I'm trying to check that impulse and keep up with the actual news every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a great, I like, I like What's a it nice, called? it's called What a Day. And it's a nice, like, yeah, 20 minutes or so every, every day. That's like a roundup of the one or two biggest stories. And then the couple of big headlines. So I've been listening to that, um, which is a free podcast. So I feel better about saying my second chaser, which is again, just something I've spent money on, <laughs> which is that I bought a stand mixer. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> Because, yeah, my baking obsession is now um, official. I have officially been watching enough baking shit to fully commit. And, yeah, the few times that I tried to make stuff without one, I was like, "This, I can do it, but also um, my forearms hurt. So now I have a stand mixer and I, yeah. Have I've, you used it yet? Yeah, I used it once. I was going to bring them, but also then I was like, I was feeling gross over the weekend, and I don't know if I want to bring the product of my gross cookies. Yeah. And I burnt like half of them. Okay. But how was using the stand mixer? Amazing. Right? Yeah. It's great. It it was so fast. You also, it's very easy to make bread with a stand mixer. Yeah, it does come with a nice little dough hook. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I would love to make, I mean, I'm starting small. And I got a cookbook sent to me by a listener slash um, the winner of the first ever season of The Great British Bake Off. What? Ed Kimber, who messaged me on Instagram and sent me his cookbook, which is like all the the like classic bakes that Ooh. you so I need to like go through and learn how to do all. I would love to know how to like make a macaron. Oh. Uh, I I should probably start with like, you know, a cookie, (laughs) which I have been. But yeah, so I've been baking 
I'm going to make an apple cider whoopie pie. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll make those. This I'm week. around. Well, you're gone, so. I'm here over the weekend. Then this weekend, perhaps. Yes. And that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Elena Schwartz, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Music by Homsdale Sue. You can follow Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh, bye-bye. Bump, 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 bump. You don't know how I feel. You never know how I feel. I don't know that song. <laughs> 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 uh.